Today's episode of the WAC Podcast is brought to you by Hercules Tires, the official tire of the Western Athletic Conference. Now here are your hosts, Eric Danner and Rachel Vigil. What's going on, everybody? Eric Danner, Rachel Vigil. Welcome into the WAC Podcast. It is hard to believe that the women's preseason soccer pools are out, and we are just getting ready for the season to start rolling. The summer went by quick, as we've mentioned several times on this podcast. But yes, the women's soccer polls are out and they start the regular season next week. We're going to have Tony Minata from Stephen F. Austin in our next segment. He's the head women's soccer coach there. The Lumberjacks picked to win the Southwest Division. And if uh, people are trying to catch up with some of the changes that happen with the WAC, we have four new schools, Stephen F. Austin, Sam Houston, Abilene Christian, and Lamar, all in the Southwest Division, along with uh, UTRGV this year and Chicago State, uh, which, for you know, for one more year. And then uh, the other schools that were in the WAC before are making up the West Division. So in the West Division, Utah Valley is the pick to win. They won the WAC tournament last year. They were co-regular season champions with Seattle U. Uh, as has happened, I think, three, four, five years in a row. Yep. Well, maybe not that many years in a row, but those have been the two teams in the championship. Yep. And uh, it'll be a, a fun year to watch, Rachel, because it, it's it's kind of a lot of new teams. See, see what happens with the new schools and and that how they compete against some of the existing schools. As Utah Valley had some success in the NCAA tournament this past year, beating Memphis, number 25 ranked team in the country giving Arkansas a heck of a game yep. or a heck of a match, uh, losing three to one to the number six ranked team in the country. Of course, they just ended in May. I mean, their, their last game was in May and here it is, you know, middle of August, uh, beginning of August. So I guess we're talking women's soccer. I know it is crazy. And it'll be interesting to see how the divisions play out when it comes to tourney time here for the WAC. So exciting to see, but I think it's gonna be a lot of really good competition. And Seattle U Sydney Carr is the preseason offensive player of the year. Utah Valley's Jenna Shepard preseason defensive player of the year. They got both of those awards last year. I say last year, it was a couple, couple months ago. ago. Sydney Carr, though, I mean, 16 goals in the regular season, one of the top players in the country, and Jenna Shepard, that defense for the Wolverines propelled them, as we mentioned, to the second round of the NCAA tournament. Yeah, both women are absolutely incredible and will definitely go far in their careers. But another fun look at as the Olympics kind of end. It's crazy to think that they have already come and gone, but the WAC has some fellow stars <laughs> in the Olympics. We had at least eight uh, with ties to the WAC and either that means they competed in the WAC and possibly for schools that are no longer in the WAC, or they competed for schools that are still in the WAC, or they uh, might've even uh, been a coach uh, as, as is the case in, in one particular person in, in the Olympics. And did have two medal winners that we know of. Again, we, we try to keep track of everybody, but there were two medal winners in JaVale McGee, yep. who played at Nevada when they were in the WAC, was second team all WAC in 2008, gets a gold medal. Mm -hmm. And his mother also has a gold medal from 1984. They're the first mother-son combination in the sport of basketball no to way. win an Olympic gold medal. So oh a little, little fact there for you, JaVale uh, didn't get a whole lot of minutes, you know, uh, was added late uh, after Kevin Love uh, left the team, but gets a gold medal no, nonetheless and has played 16 years in the NBA. I was like, wow, he has had quite the NBA career. And then Courtney Frericks, who ran at UMKC back when they were UMKC, and uh, she was the Joe Kearney Award winner in 2015, which is our top female student athlete. She later transferred to New Mexico 
uh, where she also had some success there. She wins the silver medal in the 3000 meter steeplechase. So congratulations to both of them and for all eight of the people with the, the whack ties for competing in the Olympics. That's quite, quite an accomplishment. Absolutely. And I hope they enjoyed their time in Tokyo. I know it was a little different than kind of what everyone was imagining, but nonetheless, you're still at the Olympics. It would be so cool to be there. It would be. And it's, it's one of those things that's already over and we're, we're on to, to, uh, to the fall sports. Uh, another note, uh, Alex Roldan, who we've uh, profiled on the WAG Digital Network before from Seattle U, uh, playing for the Seattle Sounders, was selected to the MLS All-Star Game. So that's quite, and it, we, we talk about accomplishments. Alex Roldan uh, got a chance to talk to him a few years ago when they were in town playing the Rapids. Of course, you've been working for the Rapids for a couple of years now. Uh, and I, I ran into Nikki Jackson, I remember, in yeah. the... Uh, in the locker room there and uh alex uh having a great season for seattle and what what a what a feather in the cap for pete fewing uh to have one of his former players uh, get that acknowledgement in the all-star game and still in seattle too right down yeah, the road actually so true. yeah huge accomplishment to them and it's always fun to watch seattle obviously being working for the rapids uh seattle always seems to dominate the mls so it'll be interesting to see who ends up winning uh this year but yeah lots to look forward to on all ends and lots great to see the ties there too but uh next up we're gonna have tony minata the Stephen f austin head coach from soccer joining us right here on the west podcast hercules tires is the official tire of the western athletic conference and for over 65 years has been providing tires with unbeatable quality at an unmatched value Whatever the vehicle and whatever the terrain, Hercules Tires invites you to ride on our strength. For a retailer near you, visit HerculesTires.com. Welcome back into the Black Podcast. Eric Dan and Rachel Bejo with Tony Minata, the Stephen F. Austin head coach for women's soccer. Coach, how you doing? Doing well. You know, uh, just getting in through preseason. Uh, it's hot here in Nacogdoches, but our athletes are working hard, and uh, we're just getting prepared for that first game on Saturday against LSU. It's hard to believe that it is already time for the season to start. What's your biggest takeaway so far from preseason? Uh, yeah, we were interested. We had a lot of freshmen come in. We had some transfers come in, and we weren't sure how they were going to be. A lot of these players that were freshmen, we weren't able to see live there recruiting-wise. We saw them on video only. So um, where we're at right now, we like our depth. We, we feel like they're bringing a lot of uh, quality to the team, um, and our returners have come back really strong, and that was a concern. Uh, the fact that we ended the season in May and it was a short turnaround, what that was going to look like. So I, I like where we're at and uh, the attitude that we have. Uh, but I guess we'll find out when the whistle blows on Saturday. Coach Minata, as we record this on Wednesday, just came out with the preseason soccer polls. Don't know if you had a chance to check those out, but Stephen F. Austin picked to win the Southwest Division and what figures to be a very competitive conference this year. Yeah, that was a, that was tough. Obviously, we're coming into the brand new, uh, or it's not brand new, but we're coming into the new conference with some new teams and uh, trying to sort out what the pecking order is. I think with the Southwest Division, you know, being that four of the six teams are from the previous Southland uh, Conference, uh, it's a great honor. Uh, I believe, obviously, everybody kind of looked at what we did last year. Uh, so I think it, it's great for us, especially with Jamie getting recognized to be on the All WAC team. Um, but, you know, for us, it's about every day we want to get better and we're looking to see what happens at the end of the season because that's the poll that really matters. Coach, you mentioned that spring season last year and it was actually your first year with the program. Being such a unique year, we'll say, for COVID, what was one takeaway that you learned last year that hopefully you can bring to helping this squad again this year? 
You know, one thing is we just want to take it day by day. You use the old adage, win the day, that type of thing. Uh, last year, we opened up the spring season with a loss to UT Tyler, Division II team. And if you looked at it, that game, they'd be like, oh, well, they have no chance to win the conference. Then we went on a four-game winning streak. Then we went on a three-game losing streak. And then we went on a four-game winning streak. And the last uh, game of the season with Sam Houston to win the league was very interesting as we got called for lightning and had to replay the game on Sunday. It was just, it was interesting, the ups and downs. So for us, it's about keeping our eye on what's in front of us, getting better every day and making sure that we're just following through with the process and not letting any specific result or incident get us too high or too low um, and keeping the same mentality. We're talking with Tony Minata, the head women's soccer coach at Stephen F. Austin, the Lumberjacks picked to win the Southwest division this year. And coach, Looking at your bio, you have a pretty interesting path to Nacogdoches. You spent some time as the Iowa State head coach, but prior to that, you're a former uh, United States Marine. So that's uh, not the typical path, I guess, to Division One soccer coach. Uh, no, you know, I got out of high school and I, I was a little directionless, I guess. I've always been interested in the military and, and uh, that kind of lifestyle, I guess. And so when I joined the Marine Corps, I enlisted uh, four years as an infantry Marine. I've 13 months at sea. So I've been all over the Persian Gulf, Africa, Asia, uh, done some interesting things uh, through that and then came back and went to CSU for a bit and then went to UNLV, graduated from there and started getting into soccer. Really, my father uh, is in the Hall, Colorado Youth Soccer Hall of Fame, where y'all are located at. So he had a really strong background in building the soccer club up in Fort Collins. And I started getting involved and one thing led to another. I ended up at Iowa State as the assistant coach after only seven years of coaching club soccer. And then a year and a half after that, I'm the head coach of the team and honestly had no idea what I was doing in a power five conference coach in the team. And I learned a lot as I went and uh, I evolved and I, I found that uh, I needed a, needed a change in my life. And uh, the opportunity SFA came up and uh, I couldn't be happier, um, especially with that first season and with the team and, and how things went. So just looking to build on that and again, improve myself every day and make sure that I'm putting the players in a position to be successful themselves. Coach, you mentioned that you learned a lot in that time. What do you think was the biggest lesson? Uh, you know, it's interesting, especially at, at Iowa State, you're playing in a big 12 conference, which uh, when I was there was the number one RPI conference in the country. So you're playing against the best teams and, the, the Canadian women's national team roster, literally we played against every single one of them at some point in time. And in the big 12 conference, they're all, uh, yeah, Kadisha Buchanan and Ashley Lawrence played for West Virginia when the year they made it to the national final. Uh, so you're game in and game out. Um, the preparation that you have to have to be able to go up against a team like that, the, the level of the player that you're trying to develop to get to that point. Cause a lot of the players that we were recruiting in weren't at that, national playing level so it's really about looking at trying to get the players to tap into their full potential and are they willing to work that hard to make that happen um and what's the best way to inspire that in an athlete and I think I didn't really understand that fully coming out of club soccer in my first year few years at Iowa State we had a really good year and then you're kind of like okay this is just going to keep happening well it doesn't just keep happening uh there's more work to be put in and I think it's an understanding of what the we want things done. So we've come here, we've established the SFA way of how to do things. And it's about 
challenging each athlete to reach their full potential, not to just rely on what got them by when they were in a, a club player. So I think that we're in a really good spot with this group because they really just aspire to get better every day. And that's what we're looking to do. Coach Manata, looking at your schedule this year, you aren't uh, shying away from anybody. You mentioned, uh, I believe earlier, Louisiana State will be coming to uh, Nacogdoches, I believe for an exhibition game, right, as the regular season doesn't start until the 19th? Uh, yes, sir. So exhibition game this Saturday. So a big-time opponent there. And then once you get into the regular season, some of your non-conference, you have TCU, Oklahoma State, Arkansas, Baylor. What, what's the idea behind scheduling some of those uh, big time teams in your non-conference? Uh, well, this is probably the one thing I didn't learn uh, from my time at Iowa State, because if you look at my non-con schedule, when I was just coaching there, we played uh, University of Florida, UCLA, UC, USC. I mean, we played some of the best teams in the country. And my opinion is that if you want to reach your full potential, you got to get pushed to the edge of what your potential is to improve. So you can't improve if you're comfortable. Um, so we want to go and test ourselves against the best teams that we can test ourselves against. So going into the last year, we weren't sure what it was going to look like, but we, we won the league. We were ranked in the region. Uh, we had some transfers come in and some other players that we felt would really enhance our team. So let's go test ourselves against what, what does the top team in the region look like if we're number eight, right? So uh, having played in that uh, schedule and played those types of teams before, I feel confident that our coaching staff is going to be able to prepare the players and, and you know, from our standpoint, we want to put our test ourselves against the best um, heading into conference. It's going to be a challenging conference. Every game is super competitive. We know a lot of the teams in our division from playing them in the Southland. So we want to put our athletes in the best position to be prepared to meet that challenge. And I think the only way to do that is to play the best teams um, that you can in the non-conference. Coach, with obviously it being such a weird year last year, how excited are you to hopefully have a more quote unquote normal season this year? Yeah, I said, hopefully we just got out of our meeting. So it's actually another, obviously you've got a lot of uh, things happening around the country with uh, different variants and, and things like that. And Texas uh, is, is staying steadfast and moving forward to keep things normal. And the athletes are very committed to the process and making sure that we have a, a season that we can play because we had three athletes come back to take their COVID year um, to have this type of uh, uh, season. So uh, it's exciting to be able to play two games in a weekend, non-conference, not just playing only conference games and whatnot. You get to kind of test yourself against some other competition. Uh, so really looking forward to what a traditional season would look like. Um, and I, our athletes are very prepared to have the discipline to ensure that they put themselves in a position to do that. Well, Coach, I want to thank you for taking some time out talking to us. Uh, congratulations on, on being picked to win the division. And uh, we look forward to seeing you guys on the field this year. I uh, appreciate uh, y'all. And we look forward to eventually sometime meeting you, hopefully at the at the tournament, if we were fortunate enough to get to that point. And uh, we're very excited to be a part of the WAC. We'll look forward to it. Thank you so much, Coach Tony Minata, the QNF Austin head coach for women's soccer. Thank you so much for listening to the WAC podcast. Make sure to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. And check out our website at waxsports.com.